Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to my Wednesday edition of Sin's Chat Corner. Um, I'm apparently running about two minutes behind. I don't know why. I was having some trouble dialing in. As those of you who are listening in, you already know that Doug is a fan favorite, and of course, he's also a returning guest. So um, I'm not going to have him hold on any longer. Let's get Doug on the line and start chatting with him. Hey, Doug Briney's back. Hey, hey Cindy, how are you? I'm so excited. I was like looking at the time and I'm thinking, why can't I get, get, I was trying to call into my show and I actually saw your number come up and I'm like, oh no, oh no, we've got to wait for like two minutes. So I'm sorry about that. You're back. Yay. I'm excited. I, I am. I have a I'm lot here. to talk about. I'm here. <laughs> you're like, you're not really here, but you're like actually here. And I'm so, 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 so excited because we have so much to talk about. And um, we're going to cover a few things that um, some of the people who are new to my audience that didn't know about you before. So we'll cover some of the old stuff. We'll cover some of the new stuff, all that good stuff. Um, but first, I want you just to be quiet and listen to what I have to say about you for a minute. And then I'll ask my first question. How's that? That sounds fine. Okay. Well, but you know, uh, for those but that are listening to you. you yes. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, ahead, but you do know asking me to be quiet is kind of a weird thing. I'm never quiet. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and I'm not either, but if we both keep talking, this will never happen, and we'll just keep talking, 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 talking. So I, I won't make you be quiet for long, though, really, honestly. I promise. I just want to okay. tell them about uh, you, and, and they're complimentary. Okay. All, all right. right. Go ahead. So to those that are not or have not been used to listening to us before or, or finding out about Doug Brining for the first time, he's most definitely a, a delight to host, as he's a country quality, to me, he's a country quality musician. Um, born with the soul of a sermonizer, he is able to adapt to his stage just as easily as, as his own home, or his own hometown for that matter. His audiences recollect a relatability to his lyrics and to his look. Doug has been a hero, a heralder of hymns, and also a humble husband. He has slowly but surely found his calling, sending a very clear messages, or sending, I should say, very clear messages through his songs. I consider his presence on my show to be a revisit of a family friend. So, Starting on that caveat, um, maybe you could tell us of, first off, this is a very important question, and I'm not talking right today. God, I can hear myself fumbling. All right, I'm going to slow down here. We're going to start with the most obvious. Um, very recently, as I understand that, um, your father had fallen under the weather due to some heart complications. So let's start there a little bit. First of all, provide us a status on how he's doing since the last time that occurred. Uh, you know, he's doing great. He he woke up that morning. Um, and he was having a lot of pain in his right side and radiating down his arm and into his back. And he uh, he kind of put it off. He ate breakfast, and it just wasn't getting any better. And so he decided he took himself to the hospital. And mm-hmm. they ran tests on him all they ran tests on him all day long. I mean, they did everything, but uh, they they said we don't believe that it's a heart attack. We want to keep you and thank you for coming in. We're going to do all these tests and. They ran tests on him all day long, and when, at the end of the day, they said, Mr. Browning, your heart is in absolute fantastic shape. Um, you're, you're good to go. We don't know what was causing the pain there, but there's no problems at all with your heart and, and that we can find at all. Um, he passed the stress test, everything else. So they sent him home, and um, they, they said they might do some more tests, maybe some uh, digestive tract stuff and uh, a test on his on some of the lungs, they think that they, it might be causing a little bit of pain for him there, but uh, 
Uh, I talked to him the other day, and, and he hasn't had anything bad since then. It just He just woke up without morning, and so it may have been a digestive tract thing, but to, at 84 years old, or coming up to 84, um, you know, he was pretty concerned, And but uh, uh, he's doing great. So thank you oh, for asking me. Oh, of course. You know what? You know, I don't think that people realize just because you stand up on a stage and you have a guitar and you're singing, you're some omniscient presence, which means you don't have a personal life or things that, that are close to your heart. <laughs> so I think that's important. And that's going to lead to what I'm going to ask now, because to some of us that, uh, you know, are first listening in now, maybe explain to everybody your early as well as eventual impact that your father has played in terms of both your preaching and your performances. Oh, you know, um, both my parents played a huge role in my life. Um, you know, my dad is um, just kind of my, a, a rock for me. Um, him and I were very close when I was growing up. I mean, we, we did a lot of things together. We uh, used to race sailboats together, uh, spent a lot of time doing that, and, and uh, spent a lot of time in the garage doing woodworking projects together and, and building things. From a musical standpoint, uh, my dad cannot carry a tune if you put it on the radio he has a hard time um he just that's not his gift but he but he is a music lover um you know he he loves music the first albums that i can remember ever listening to were his old eddie arnold albums and and cab calloway and some of these old older artists that have been around for a while and and um you know i used to steal his albums and be very careful with them because i knew if i scratched them i'd be dead um (laughs) you know uh, but it was so you know the influences are, are there, and, and still to this day we have a great, great relationship. And, and um, I'm hoping to be in California for his 84th birthday late, late August. We're trying to book some shows out in California right now, mm-hmm. and um, get those on the calendar so that I can get out there and spend a little time with him. I was going to mention that too, actually. Now that you've made the move from one area to the other, has he been able to get out to the? to get out to you to see you there where you are now in Tennessee? Uh, he has not made it to Tennessee yet. Uh, he is planning to do a uh, – uh, now, now, understand, coming up at 84 years old, he's planning to do a cross-country trip this summer. He's uh, planning to drive uh, drive here, stop along the way in Arizona, Utah, visit some, uh, some friends down in Texas, up here to Tennessee, uh, go up to Missouri. My brother lives in Missouri, so he's going to go visit him. Then he's got some friends that live in Montana, and then he's, or excuse me, not Montana, Wyoming. And uh, then he's going to go home. So he's he's planning to be out on the road, wow. driving around by himself there for a while. And, and you know, he he just he doesn't let anything slow him down. He just keeps going. And he you know he enjoys life and he enjoys uh, doing things. And so he's very active. He, I get that from him. I, I don't like to sit still. I can't. I have a hard time sitting still for any length of a time. Um, it's funny when I sit still. I'm, I'm finding that I have the same disease that he has when I sit still. My eyes close, and I just fall asleep because I'm oh always so tired. But uh, he, he uh, when he sits still, he just you know he sits in the chair you're you're visiting with him, and if there's a lull in the conversation for a few minutes, you look over and he's just you know he's he's sound asleep over there, and I'm fine. I'm finding I, I can do the same thing now. You know, I'm getting to the point where you know uh, I can sit down in a chair and just close my eyes for a minute, and the next thing I know, it's like, oh, I got to get going, get get moving. But uh, he is, he's right. doing very right. well, and uh, he's he he is planning to be here this summer. Wonderful, that sounds terrific. Yeah, I was curious about that. In fact, that's kind of the next thing 
I wanted to mention that there's a few things that have obviously altered since Doug's last visit. And, of course, first and foremost, your residence, meaning that you were in Alaska and obviously now moved to Tennessee, which is a big leap, of course. Um, so it, it, it prompted me to ask you, what was the predominant drive behind making such a big decision, such a big relocation? You know, um, there, I can't say that there was any one thing. There was, there was a lot of things that uh that okay. influenced that decision um there was a lot of things but from the i i guess the i guess that the root of it was uh was knowing that i had done what i could musically in alaska and in order to take okay. take the music to the next level and to really be out on the road and tour and, and to get places to do that i needed to be where i could where the rest of the world was a little more accessible um, I think the right. last time that we had talked, I had just finished up a motorcycle tour, yeah. and I had uh, rode from Alaska down to California and back, and, uh, you know, that was, it was four days just to get out of Alaska back into the lower 48, back into United States soil. I was four days crossing Canada. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, to, to get out and to do some touring was, was very expensive and very, very time-consuming, where here, I've already been to Indiana, Kentucky, uh, Iowa, Illinois, uh, Texas, uh, Louisiana, um, uh, Louisiana, let's see, where else, uh, uh, Arkansas, and, and Oklahoma. Okay. So, uh, you know, there's just, and I've got dates coming up again in Missouri, and I've got dates coming up in Georgia. Um, right. And, and so it's just uh, so much easier to get out and to play and to connect with the fans from here. And it made sense that if I was going to move to the lower 48 to pursue music, I, I needed to be in Nashville. Um, you know, it, it didn't make sense to make that move and not be where country music and, and the heart of country music was at. Of course. makes perfect sense, obviously. I felt that. Now, I know, obviously, like you have started to mention, I've noticed in the past few months you've gone to Louisiana, you've ventured to Arkansas, you've ventured to Texas, all of which to do various different performances. So I want to ask, um, is it harder to acclimate going state-to-state travel for gigs? Because I know before, you know, when you were in Alaska, it seemed to me as the bulk or part and parcel of what you did was always usually confined to close enough places in Alaska. This is literally state-to-state-to-state. Yeah, you know, um, no, it's it's not hard at all. Um, you know, I drove uh, – no, I'm trying to think. One of the uh, – one of the things I did in Alaska, I, I did a, a concert up in uh, Delta Junction. It was uh, at, for a New Year's thing. I went up to, drove up to Delta Junction in the middle of winter time. It took us about eight hours to drive there uh, from Anchorage. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife actually went with me that evening. We were going to stay two nights up there and did, did a concert both nights up at this lodge. And it was a very, you know, Black, uh, Black Rapids Lodge. It was fantastic. But, you know, it took us eight hours to drive there. Um, and we were still in Alaska. I mean, we were still, you know, uh, here I can drive eight hours. It took me ten and a half hours to drive, uh, or it took me right at ten hours to get all the way down to Treeport, Louisiana. Um, so eight hours drive, I can be, <laughs> you know, I can make a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, I'll cover a lot of miles. Um, and so oh, sure. to me, and to me, the driving to me, the driving is very relaxing. It's the time I get on the phone and I'm talking with folks the whole way. You know, I got the Bluetooth headset in and I talk with folks and catch up <laughs> and uh, uh, get a lot of stuff. I, I actually get more done 
when I'm driving than any other time because I'm, I'm able to concentrate on, on that and just relax and enjoy the drive. Um, so for mm-hmm. me, no, it, it's a, it, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy going state to state. Uh, I have to tell you a funny story about that, though. The first time I went up to Kentucky and did a, a concert up in Kentucky, excuse me, Indiana, not Kentucky, Indiana, I was driving up there, and I thought I had plenty of time. I thought I had like three hours' time to to, to get there, and um, I'm driving up there, and all of a sudden I look at my, uh, you know, I look at the clock on the dash, and it's uh, 3.30, 3.30, and I looked at my phone, and it was 4.30. I didn't realize that I had crossed into Eastern Time Zone going up to Indiana. I hadn't thought about it, so I lost an hour, and I got a little panic, a little panicky there, so now I have to pay a little bit more a little closer attention to time zones as I travel. Ah, I figured that. And don't let Doug fool you, by the way, because I saw, or at least I saw it, I thought I saw the other day a comment where he said, I don't mind driving in snow. It's the other people that don't know how to drive in it that's the problem. <laughs> I saw you that's make a right. comment about that, and I thought, must be interesting that's... being on the road. Could you imagine being on the road with Doug for like a day or two? I think we should take a camera and follow you like everywhere you go and see what really happens behind the scenes of the country guy with this, you know, big hat on and the big guitar on. I think that would be way cool. Um, but, you know, I have to ask this question because, of course, you're in Tennessee, so you're in the magic land where, where most of the magic happens musically. So is it intimidating right. at all? Because as I understand it, other people have said, you know, there's such a – competitive spirit there and there's so many people and you're all kind of vouching for the same sort of success. Was that a huge shift for you? Because I mean, in Alaska, I'm assuming you don't have 50,000 other musicians standing there in the same sort of setup there. You know, there's, there's some differences, but I have to tell you the musicians in Alaska, I found to be much more competitive as far as secretive i'm going to play here they don't want to give you any contacts they don't want to collaborate on any projects they're very closed and very guarded here i have found the musicians just to be extremely open um you know hey leah let's get together let's jam let's do this but you know i mean it's very oh i just played over here that's such a great venue y'all give them a call they'd love your music you know and it's very uh, it's very open from that standpoint. Uh, it, it's very open from that standpoint. The musicians are not the ones who are competitive. It's the venues here that, that sure. really take advantage of that. Um, in Alaska, if I played a if I played a venue uh, for a venue, it was nothing. It was nothing to uh, as as a. Uh, price to play that venue it was nothing to to make three hundred dollars from the venue and sell merchandise um mm-hmm. you know just getting started it was no, it, that was kind of a standard fare here there's so many musicians the venues don't pay the musicians they don't have to pay them it's like you don't want to play for right. free that's okay we've got we've got a hundred other people that will so that part of the business here is very competitive and is very very difficult um, but that's separate from your first question. Your your first question on this was, right. do I find it intimidating? Um, mm-hmm. And I have to tell I have to tell you, it is overwhelmingly intimidating at times. Um, I mean, it really mm-hmm. is. You're sitting there. Um, you you go to a venue and and you're you're listening um, to the performers in front of you, and and you're thinking, oh my gosh, these guys are great. Oh, they're phenomenal. Uh, and then you get up there, and, you know, I get up there and it's like, hey, how you doing? You know, and, and you do feel, 
uh, not inadequate, but you feel it's like wow, um, it, it's it's just such a different world and um, uh, intimidated, maybe not the right, but, but inadequate at times. You you just feel like wow, these guys these guys are awesome. Why are why am I not hearing them on the radio all the time? And um, you know, the only consolation in that um, to me is honestly when when you finish up or you start going and you see the people that just that you were just couldn't believe how good they were you see them just their jaws drop and they're and they're enjoying what you're doing as well um that's the consolation and that's the you know it's just such a uh boost to morale and 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 you know you've got them hanging on what you're doing and it's it's really a boost of confidence but there again it, it comes down to that relationship between the musicians i found the musicians here to be extremely extremely supportive um and and really helpful to one another which is so different than what i was used to in alaska oh i imagine so definitely so it's kind of like a a small fish going into this large pond and just trying to acclimate a little bit i would think for a while just until you get your feet wet if that makes sense yeah yeah it's exactly what it is you know the very first uh, well i guess it wasn't the first gig um, one, one of the first gigs that I had here, I got invited to, uh, I, I did some competition and did some things, and I got invited to compete for a, uh, uh, a showcase. I got invited to compete for the showcase. Well, I competed for the showcase, and I got into the top eight. And so we went to, we were at Dan McGinnis, and, and we performed there. The very first uh, thing was Nashville Universe, and I'm competing there, with, and some musicians there were just I mean, absolutely unreal. Um, and I was just like, oh, wow. That, and that was my first real taste of, oh, my gosh, these guys are just phenomenal. Um, and, and then you, the, the songwriting and that type of thing. And, uh, but, you know, that first group of people that I met at that competition, we, we have become really good friends. Um, I do some songwriting with all of them. Uh, Caitlin Lowe is one of those people that was in that group. And Caitlin and I have become mm-hmm. really good friends. We shared, uh, she sang at my uh, CD re- release party back in November. Uh, we've done several gigs together. And uh, uh, Joseph Page and, and, and with Vladipus Nine, we've become very good friends. So there's all these people that have competed there. Uh, we've become really good friends and, and and sing together, perform together, and kind of follow each other around and encourage each other on Facebook and, and text messages and phone calls. Sure. And, you know, it, it's just, it, it's so different in that regard from, um, from Alaska. It, 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 it's just, just a completely different experience. Sure, of course. And, and obviously, over time, it's just like with anything else. You started off being in your hometown, and now you're coming to something new. And now you're garnishing popularity everywhere. I mean, I would find it hard to believe that they wouldn't love you. But my guess is, because you're – now, is the area you're in isolated, or is that – how close is that to, like, Nashville? Uh, I, I, I missed that question. Say that again. Oh, that's okay. I'm trying to figure out now, are you relatively close to Nashville itself because you're not within the city, correct? Or where exactly do you reside in comparison to that? Uh, we're just about 10, 15 minutes north of Nashville. We're, we're, we are actually in what they call metro. Uh, we are in the metro okay. Davidson County uh, part of Nashville. It's actually, we, I actually live in Old Hickory. Um, uh, I actually live in Old Hickory, which is only about 15 minutes north. Uh, it actually takes me longer, almost longer to get to the highway 
than it does once I'm on the highway to get into Nashville. Um, you know, I'm about six. If you go towards the 65, I'm, I'm about six miles. If you go towards the 40, on the other direction, I'm about 5.5 miles away from the highway. And, of course, it's all surface street to get there, so that's, that's slow. Once I get on the highway, it's just a quick trip right into Nashville either side. Um, so it's, it's really nice. it's a nice okay. location. Okay, gotcha. It's yeah, because I've got friends that have moved yeah. from – they've gone from my state to growing to your state, and in particular right around Nashville, so that's why I'm curious to ask because they like to hook up with fellow musicians, and they're all musicians, so I'll have to send all my musician friends to come see you then <laughs> because I know they're out and about trying to play themselves, as a matter of fact, so it works out real nicely. Um, I want to yeah. uh, talk about – there's a, one specific soul-satisfying partnership, and I know that um, obviously you've solidified this for a while now, and that's, of course, with the Bright Star, Bright Star International. And further, I can attest that I know that you're set to start in a benefit to aid the National Parkinson Foundation. So I'd like you right. to summarize for our audience. Um, some might not know, of course, the reason behind your love for military causes, as well as was there a personal preference towards taking um, support for Parkinson's disease? Uh, yeah, uh, yes and, and, and yes, uh, no problem. Uh, you know, my military, uh, love for the military is long and, and very deep-seated. Um, and my family, we go all the way back to the Revolutionary War uh, of this country and, and um, had a, a relative that fought in that Revolutionary War. And, and there's actually a statue that's erected to him there in Boston uh, acknowledging his service and uh he actually gave his life uh, there uh, to save the people that he was commanding. Um, you come to World War II, all of the uncles on my dad's side served in World War II. My dad served during the Korea War. Um, my dad had a great duty station. He, he was in the Air Force, and he got in the Korea War. They sent him to Bermuda. So he loved um, his time in the service, and even during the wartime. He thought it was great. Um, uh, my son currently serves in the United States Air Force. I have several cousins who have served. On my mom's side, my grandfather served in World War II, a little place called Attu Island out on the Aleutian Chain. and um, It was the only place ever in United States history where enemy forces have taken U.S. soil and held it for, for like the time. The Japanese held it for two years. Um, Mm-hmm. Before we regained that, before we regained that land, so military is very near and dear to my heart. I've got a lot of friends who have served, and, and I just I, I have a, a huge soft spot for the men and women who serve, and I don't think we can do enough for them. Um, the Parkinson's Foundation, you know, I I, I work right now a, a daytime job, and and actually it's a very early morning and daytime job. I I manage a coffee shop here in Old Hickory, um, and. Oh. Uh, one of our one of our customers, uh, Howie Garut, uh, is a uh, good friend of mine, and, and, and Howie has Parkinson's. Uh, he actually has Parkinson's, and, and uh, as a result of that, he, he uh, is organizing this benefit for for Parkinson's. And um, with him organizing that, and, and me being a good friend, and, and he's been very supportive of my music. He's come out to. The concerts, he's, you know, he always brings his camera out and films me and does different things, and has just been a great supporter of my music, and, and uh, we've become pretty good friends there. And, and as a result, uh, when, he, when I found out that he was doing this uh, benefit to, to, to benefit that and knowing that he has the disease, and um, I, I asked him, Howie, what can I do to help? Um, what can I do to help you with that? And, and uh, 
so I got lined up as one of the performers. I've helped them in, in some of the organization of this. They met at the coffee shop the other day and getting some things organized. And uh, it, it's going to be a great event. And uh, that's how mm-hmm. I got involved in that. Uh, I just have a good friend that has it and, and is, um, uh, I think, is doing a tremendous job, not just for himself, but for the National Parkinson's Foundation. And, and uh, I, I think it's a, you know, there again, it's one of those causes that's a worthwhile cause, and, and um, I'm happy to do what I can to help. Okay. And do we happen to have any details yet as far as a date or location for it yet? Yes. Uh, 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 April. <laughs> uh, oh, you put me on the spot. Sorry. I believe it's April. That's okay. I believe it's April 29th. I do have, i tell you what, I have it up on my webpage, DougBriney.com. Uh, the event name is called Shaken Not Stirred. Um, <laughs> Shaken Not Stirred is the okay. event. Uh, and if you know anything about Parkinson's, okay. there's a lot of shaking going on there. Um, right, but it's of called Shaken Not Stirred. It's going to be held at the uh, Holder Family Fund Center in Henderson, uh, Hendersonville, Tennessee. And I believe that date is April uh you know, it might be April 26th. I, 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 I will find out right now while we're, while we're <laughs> talking there. But the, I believe that's April 26th. But all of the details are up on the uh, – they are all up on my webpage here. Okay. Gotcha. All right. And then this way, then this – I just figured since you were online now and that everybody was listening, that this way we could just kind of give them a heads up. So sorry, I didn't mean it to stop you there. It would be great. No, it would be great except for my, my – I uh, – I, 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 you caught me on a, caught me uh, sleeping on the job there. Aww. I should have, should have had that ready for you, but uh, I forgot I that. That's okay. Yeah, there we people, go. People do that sometimes. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Now, I want to talk a little bit about this because, and this is just my personal belief to those that either tune in regularly, you hear this all the time. And I have said this publicly before that my opinion is that a celebrity is one who's defined by his successes, both personally and professionally. And Doug, of course, falls within that guideline so very nicely. So, to those of you that are a new fan, you lack knowledge of a more private Doug. So, I'm about to tell you about him, just a little bit about the personal side of things, because, yes, he has a personal side to him. First and foremost, um, before we get into your personal taste, I should tell you this because I recently found this out. Um, Doug apparently went to a recent audition for The Show The Voice, which we've all heard of before, and I couldn't believe this, but both yourself, as well as my very dear friend who actually lives in Nashville, Rich DeQuisto, both of you have appeared on the very highly successful Nashville show. Oh, my God. Yes. What's that? Yeah. Holy man. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, my God, Doug Briney was on that show, too. And I'm looking, and I'm thinking, did I miss it? Now I'm going to have to go back because I have it on demand. So I'll have to go back and, like, look to find both of you guys because you both have been extras on the show. Um, and, of course, as I mentioned, The Voice. So I have a question about that first. Um, can you explain to us maybe about for each experience, each of those, in terms of the challenges and, again, the competition factor involved because Nashville is largely popular, so is The Voice. What's that experience like? What, are, what sorts of things came about with that in terms of especially the challenges involved with beating on everyone else? Um, you know, for, for the television program Nashville, um, uh, it's, it's serving as an extra, it, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, first of all, it's a long day. Um, I've actually served as an extra on two different episodes. Um, 
And and you you register in for it. Uh, you register in through the, the talent agency there. Uh, they email mm-hmm. you and, and call you up and say, hey, we're we're interested. This is the part that we need. We think you'd be good for that. Wear this type of clothing and and bring a change of clothing that's different, just in case we want to. We don't like what you're doing. Um, so that I, I haven't noticed a lot of competition in that. There's um, and. and had opportunities to do a couple more uh, that I've had to pass up because mm-hmm. of work or because I was I was out in I was in Texas um, the last time that they, they wanted me to serve as an extra but I was in Texas doing a concert there so I wasn't able to um, it, it's just a fun it's a fun thing to do and and it is kind of fun you're you know I'm watching the episodes and you know I freeze frame it you know I freeze the DVR whenever I see myself and get a picture of it and uh, post it on Facebook and everything else, but it's it's a lot of fun. The voice is a different thing. The voice is um, the voice is a, a completely different experience. Um, you register to, to audition for the voice. Uh, you're assigned a time to show up, and you show up at this place, and usually, you know, I try to show up at least an hour and a half, two hours early. Um, yeah. uh, and and you're there with literally thousands of other people uh, who all have the same mm-hmm. dream. Um, you're in a stadium or you're in a large facility, or, or uh, and and they take uh, they usher you in, uh, put you in groups of uh, ten, um, divide those thousands of people up into groups of ten, and they they put you in a room with one of the producers, um, and the producer. Just calls you up one at a time and says, uh, "Let me hear your name. What's what's your name? Where are you from? Uh, what song are you going to sing?" And you give that information to wow. them as quick as you can because they because they really don't want to. Uh, you know, they, they're they're literally trying to get through thousands of people in a day. So they, you know, it's your name. What song are you going to sing and where are you from? Uh, okay, go ahead. And you get to sing one verse and one chorus of a song. So you, you, it's, or he may even, he or she may even raise their head and say, that's enough. Um, you know, I've seen that happen as well, where they just said, you know, that's enough. And, and, uh, you sing the song, you do the very best that you can. You've got just that verse and chorus to impress them. Um, and you do your very best and they say, thank you very much. You sit down. And they go through the whole room of ten, and at the end of that, they say, "Okay, um, this season is very." I'm summarizing basically how they say it. They say this season sure. is very competitive, uh, very competitive. The bar has been raised very high. Some great talent in here, but I don't think I'm going to issue any callbacks today from this group. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Be on your way out. Um, and <laughs> that's it. Uh, you don't get. Yeah, you don't get to ask them any questions or anything. Uh, or they may say, "Okay, we." Uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, same type of speech, and they'll say, but you know, uh, everyone is dismissed except for so and so. I'd like to see you for just a moment afterwards. And they may issue that person a call back, or they may ask them to do another verse of a, of a different song to hear them, and then they'll issue a call back um, for that person. Okay. Um, I haven't made it there yet. I, I, and I, I know <sighs> a lot of extremely, extremely talented people. Um, that uh, we're all given uh, a pass and 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 not called back oh. at all. Um, 
And so it's, it's uh, you know, the part of it is, too, that they are looking for something specific. They can say that they're not all that they right. want to, but they're looking, the, right. the producers are looking for something very specific in, in that. Um, I remember one, I, I, this was my third time auditioning for The Voice, and uh, uh, the, the second time that I auditioned, I, uh, second time I auditioned, uh, when I finished, there was uh, everyone in the room was just. Um, uh, I don't want to have to say it, you know, just dumbstruck. Just you know, the jaws were open, and wow, um, you could hear. Okay. Yeah, I thought it went great, and everyone in the room just was like, "This dude's got it." And when they ish, they hear the guy says, "We're going to pass on everybody." There was an audible gasp in the room. It was just like, "You're kidding!" And all the every contestant in there turned their eyes to me and just like. I don't get it, um, and and it, it just you know I'm not saying I should have had it or shouldn't have had it. It was just very interesting to me that uh, everyone else in the room thought that I should have had it, uh, but whatever it was, I wasn't what the producer was looking for. So you know it's it's one of those things. Um, uh, it's such an instant. You know if you if you're on there. It's an instant, instant recognition, an instant popularity. It's an instant boost to your career, um, and and you can become famous overnight with that. Um, but I, I'm, you know, I tell folks, and, and my manager and I have talked about it a number of times. I'm in this for the long haul. Um, I mean, I'm not here. If it could happen overnight for me, fantastic. Um, I, I wouldn't turn that down. But uh, I'm in this for the long haul. I I, I don't intend sure. to. Uh, give up because I can't make it instantly overnight. I I, I love performing. I love singing. I love that interaction. And, uh, you know, I love improving what I'm doing as an artist and, and trying to be better all the time. Um, and so I'm in it for the long haul, uh, you know, and, and it, okay. it doesn't discourage me. I've come to kind of like, wow, okay. Um, and again, I, I have one of the good friends that I met, again, going back to that very first night that I performed in, in Nashville at Dan McInnes, um, a good friend, Michael Moore, he's just phenomenal. Um, he's just phenomenal. And he was actually flown. Um, he was done by private invite uh, to an audition in California. Um, he flew all the wow. way to California on a private private invite to, to audition for them and uh, he auditioned for them. They liked him. They they liked him, but then uh, they said, you know what, we're going to pass. And, I mean, if anybody, really? uh, he, uh, he just, yeah, even after a private audition and, and, and flying there and everything else, it was uh, shocking to me. But uh, he just sure. wasn't what they were looking for at that particular time. Hmm. Wow, look at that. So it's a very, you know, I've heard that before. It's a very different experience. Yeah, it's okay. a very different experience, and again, it's like it's, it's like everything else in this business. You can't take it. You cannot take it personally. It's a no, but it doesn't. It's right. not an attack on you personally. It's not saying that they don't like you. It's just you know, if the time isn't right. You are not what they're looking for at that particular moment. Um, uh, you know, and and it's and and that's it. You can't take it personally. And that's a good attitude to have, actually, because I know you know rejection in, in all forms. You know, even I as a as a writer, of course. It's, Nobody likes to hear the word no, but obviously if you took that to heart all the time, you'd obviously give up on that stuff. So kudos to you as far as that goes. And tell the people which episodes of Nashville, because I'm going to go back and find them now, because i got to watch Rich anyway. So which episodes are you on? Um, the, 
the I think the, the, the first one I think was two I think the first one was two oh three and I'm okay. visible for I'm visible for a nanosecond. I mean just I mean it's just like the, the only way I spotted myself in that episode is because I knew exactly where I was standing and you can just see you okay. barely take out my hat. But the one that you can see my face in a couple different times, and, okay. and you can see me Ooh, pretty okay. good, is episode 213. Episode 213. Uh, episode okay. 213. And that's the All one right. where, uh, that's the one where uh, 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 Julia, uh, is yeah. at, Julia Barnes is at the uh, Ryman Auditorium, mm-hmm. and she yeah. uh, kind of makes everybody mad at the Ryman Auditorium there. Uh, or everybody is mad at her because of what she supposedly had right. said, and they took out of context. And, but that's the episode. Uh, I yes. the number is 213. I got you. Okay, we'll have to go back and take a look at that. That's awesome. Okay, now we're going to flip over to the other side, of, as I mentioned or started to say, with the personal side of things. So let me, let me tell you folks a few things about him from what I've noticed. I can tell you that he enjoys entertainment such as CSI New York, the comedic style of Tim Conway, <laughs> The movies The Bounty Hunter and The Count of Monte Cristo, which I found to be rather unusual because every time I look at you, I can't help it, but I think about sermonizing, etc. and I'm like, okay, I don't understand why he likes this, but okay. He also carries um, a further fondness to uh, Harley's for Heroes. Um, now, obviously, of course, I have a whole other radio show that involves uh, Harley's and Harley individuals who do things for charity. Um, have you finally become a writer or have you, what's the, do you have an association at all to Harley's for Heroes or know anything about them? Uh, I know quite a bit about them, but uh, I, I'm not affiliated with them other than liking them up through Facebook. But uh, you know, uh, there and I had done. I've I've ridden motorcycles my entire adult life. Um, I, I've ridden motorcycle for a long time. Like I said, you know, I rode the did the motorcycle tour from Alaska to California, uh, seven thousand six hundred twenty-two miles. I did in, in eleven days of riding. Um, you know, my average day was fourteen hours a day on a bike. Um, so I, I've, done, I've done a lot of riding. I love riding. Um, it's one of the things that I sold my motorcycle before we moved down here to Nashville, um, and I'm really, really wishing that I had it back <laughs> um, <laughs> for a number of different reasons. It's beautiful to ride here. It gets great gas mileage, but uh, uh, right now I, I guess I don't have a bike. But uh, I've got a friend who has a couple of them, and, and he said if I needed to ride at some point that I could probably borrow one of his bikes. So... I'm going to be doing that at least once or twice this summer at least. I betcha. I imagine so. Now, can you just tell us maybe a little bit about on the recreational side of things, because obviously you're an old hickory now, which, again, is climate change and, and, and socially a change from being in Alaska. So what have you found that occupies your days? Because obviously besides playing and having your job and your wife and your children, and, of course, the twins, by the way, I didn't want to forget that because the twins are wrestlers, and they just had an accolade recently too, didn't they? That, that's it. Um you know, uh, honest to goodness, uh, you have just summarized my life. Um, I wake up at wow. about 4.30 every morning. I, I wake up about 4.30 every morning. I, I go to work. Um, I open up the shop. Uh, I'm there at 5.30 to do the baking, get prep work done. I open the shop doors at 6 o'clock. I get off usually at about 2.30 or 3 o'clock. Uh, I get home. I run around. I've been running around with the boys. Both of my boys are wrestlers. And so we have wrestling practice, mm-hmm. different school events. I run around with them, or if I'm not with them, then I'm with doing church, church-related uh, things. Because we, although I'm not pastoring down here, I am plugged into a church and helping out. Oh. Okay. Um, when when I finish that up, uh, I am usually out playing music. Um, 
and I get home oftentimes, you know, midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, you know, an early night would be 10, 30, or 11. And uh, I get home and, and um, uh, go to bed and start all over again. So the honest to goodness thing on the recreational side of it, the recreational <laughs> side of it, I, I, I haven't done anything yet. Um, uh, oh. I, I'm looking forward to well, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to being able to do a few things, but right now it's just, um, it, it really is all about, for me, it's all about music um, and, and do, working and, and becoming the best that I can be at that and getting, taking every opportunity to play that I possibly can um, and, and making new friends and meeting folks and building those connections because that's really what it's about here. Okay. Now, Switching back over again to Doug, the singer and entertainer, of course. Um, on the past programs, I know that I have spoken of your fountain of fame, as I call it, and proudly we have some new news to speak of. Um, I know previously you won an Independent City Music Association Award, which is in 2013, as well as a nomination again um, this year for male vocalists, and that was, of course, a different entity, National Universal Awards. I wanted to speak to that a little bit. Now, I understand that um, you had also performed at the award ceremony, that's National Universal Awards. Now, how does an awards event performance differ from the normal night's gig? Because most of us aren't privy to going to an awards show such as that. So how does it differ? Um, for me, uh, going back to one of your earlier questions, that intimidation factor, um, uh, there was also, uh, it was also very different. The, uh, the award show, we had a, a house band, uh, uh, you know, all professional musicians, just phenomenal musicians, but I didn't, we didn't have time to rehearse the song ahead of the award show. So I get up on stage. Now, I knew most – I had played with almost all the musicians up there before. I had already played with – there was no question in their ability at all. But it was a little nerve-wracking not having the rehearsal time ahead of time uh, to even know are they going to play it exactly the way it was or is there going to be a beat different or, you know, not a beat, but, you know – something different am i going to miss a cue because i don't hear it right or something like that so there was that kind of pressure right. that kind of thing at this particular award show um and and i didn't need to worry about any of that you know they say 90 percent of 99 percent of stuff that you worry about never comes true or whatever that number is it definitely did not right. come true these guys were just i mean they were on it so it was once they started, once the, they, the guy started with the drums and, and fiddle come in and everything else, it was just, yeah, I got this. Um, the, you know, I, I just became very much at ease and enjoyed the performance. Uh, so that was one of the things that would be different is, is not having a rehearsal time because that's, I, I really work towards rehearsal times. I like having, you know, I like being the best that I can be in. You, you can't do that without sure. rehearsal. So um, that was a little different. Um the other aspect that was different there was just the um, there again the incredible talent that was on stage. Uh, we're talking the best of the best that National Universe had to had had to offer is who was performing. Right. Um, it, it was it's you're you're performing with the absolute best, um, and it's uh, it, it's humbling. It's it's. Um, it's exciting. It's it's also one of those things where you know you talked about that that intimidation factor. It's like, wow, I've got to bring my right. A game. I've got to be the very best Doug Briney that I can possibly be. So there's there's that uh, a little bit different. Um, 
the other part of it was just the the venue was beyond capacity. I mean, it was packed to the hilt. Um, sure. Of course. And and that was very that was you know I, I don't want to say different, but it was probably one of the larger larger uh, indoor crowded venues that I've been at for for quite a while. Um, I mean, for for a long time. And being that all those people you had industry professionals there. Warner, the head of Warner was there. The head of the CMAs was there. Um, the head of uh, Sony Records was there. One of the, well, not the head, but the, the ex- one of the executives from Sony Records was there. Sony Label was there. Um, you have a lot of industry pro- professionals that were there. That puts an added pressure on it too, because you're hoping that someone really likes what you're doing. Um, so there's a there's there's a it was a lot of pressure. Um, there was just a lot. I, to me, I felt a lot of pressure that I don't normally feel. Um, um, I. I um, I guess that that would be the biggest difference. I don't normally feel pressured like that. I, I enjoy the performances. That's not to say I didn't enjoy this one, but I just felt uh, I felt a lot of pressure beforehand. Once I got into the performance, it was you know I enjoyed it. But uh, I don't normally get nervous before I perform. That's something kind of weird about me. I guess I mm-hmm. I, I I don't get nervous beforehand and. At this one, I was nervous. I had butterflies. I mean, you know, actually, I don't think they were butterflies. I think they were, you know, blue jays or something jumping around in there. I was, I was nervous, um, and and I don't. That's not normal for me. So, um, from that standpoint, that would be what was different. Hmm. Okay, gotcha. And of course, just so you folks know, he happened to meet friends of our friends of my show as well. Which, of course, Matt Williams has been on the show, and Amy Rose has been on the show. So you got to Matt Williams before I did, because I'm not meeting him until May. May, yes, I'm meeting him in May in Canada, so I'm very excited. Um, and he's darling, and so is Amy Rose. She's amazing. Oh, you guys are also amazing. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. Um, now, I know I'm not supposed to ask this question, but since it's my show, I always ask that stuff, um, because people don't, um, I guess, I have to ask the question, because you know how you watch these award shows, and then people are all like, oh, I'm just so happy to be nominated. So in this case, were you yeah. were you disappointed? I mean, I mean, were you kind of like setting yourself up and thinking, oh yeah, I really want to win this, and you didn't win, and you got all disappointed? Does that happen for you, or are you just kind of taking a stride? Yes and yes. <laughs> yes and yes. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I'd be, I'd be, I, I would, I, yeah. I mean, I'd be absolutely lying to you if I didn't say I wasn't disappointed that I hadn't won. Um, I, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that um, because I, I was disappointed that I didn't win. You work very hard. You know, once the nominations come in and you know that you make that top five, you, uh, you know, you made the top five in that, um, uh, uh, you, you want to win, yes. And I think anyone who says that they don't want to win is lying. Um, I mean, that's just, I, I'm not going to call them a liar, but I think that they're lying at that point. But, right. but at the, in the same token, um, was I disappointed? Um uh, disappointed is not the right word because you're. It's, it, um, yeah, I wanted to win, but I, I there. It really was just a. It, it was a huge honor and a huge milestone to get to where I got. Um, I've been in Nashville for since August. Uh, I mean, I've been in Nashville since August, and I've been to two or you know. Uh, uh, I, I, 
got to be involved in one major competition and then to be in the award show and to make the top five and among the people that are here, uh, Cindy, it, that, it, it is a huge honor. And um, so I can't say it was disappointing, but, yeah, it's disappointing. <laughs> I, I, I can't explain it more than that. I wasn't, I wasn't crushed. Let's put it that way. I was not crushed by it uh, by any means. Um, but to say to say that I didn't, you know, didn't, wasn't a little disappointed would be a lie. Um, I, I worked really hard to try and get there, and I worked very hard to try to get people to vote so that I could win. Um, uh, that's that's the reality. Right, it makes perfect sense to me. And and a lot of times people don't want to admit that. Like even with big ones, and you watch them on television, they all look all happy and all this jazz and such. And it's just like, yeah, I can just imagine. I would just be furious myself. I mean. You know, at a certain age, you just don't care as much anymore, but still, it's kind of like you still wanted to win, you know, so that's, you know. But it was a nice experience for well, you, obviously, and I've seen the pictures oh, and looking at was, that. So, I mean, that's something. It, yeah, it was a phenomenal experience, and, and I, I would like to believe that if the cameras were on me, that you would still have seen me smiling um, because I was still honored. I was still very happy to get where I was at. But but to say that there wasn't an edge of disappointment, um after working so hard to get get things done and 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 really kind of hoping you know you you uh, but uh, but again the people that I was up against in that in that category um the people that I consider friends I, I I'm friends with all the guys that were in that category Gibson Cage oh my gosh Gibson Cage um uh, he he won entertainer of the year he is a phenomenal vocalist Michael Moore um I've already told you about him he just phenomenal vocalist um uh, uh, Travis Wayne ended up winning. Travis Wayne is a, a great guy and, and a great vocalist uh, uh, and songwriter. Um, and to be with those guys, uh, to be in the same category with those guys and to make it where they were at, um, uh, I can't say that I was, uh, you know, I cannot say that I was sad that I didn't win. Um, uh, that, that's, I wasn't saddened that I didn't win. Um, at, at all, I was very honored, and, and and it really was an honor to be nominated. And to get to that point was huge. Um, would I have liked to win? Absolutely. Anybody that tells you they didn't want to win, I, I'm telling you they're lying. <laughs> you know, uh, I, 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 that's just my personal opinion. Uh, you know, because it, it does. We, we all want that. Uh, we all want to be recognized that way. But it, it's. Uh, um, it truly was an honor to get there far and, and to do that, and, and I wasn't saddened by it at all. Um, I was very grateful to be in that company and to be to be able to perform and to be chosen as one of the performers for it. Because not everybody that was even nominated got to perform, um, and to be selected oh, exactly. to perform there was, you know, it was huge. Of course, definitely. Well, thank you for that one. Um, I'm going to make a switch gears a little bit again. Um, and, again, a lot of this is backtracking, but people sometimes haven't heard this. Um, your first CD, of course, was in comp- or entitled rather It's All Country, and that happened to reach number 11 on the iTunes new release chart. Since your ballads right. have bounced all over the charts, um, and obviously, of course, case in point, like say, for instance, I know you were recently on the top 40 chart for the V Radio Nashville, and, of course, number 13 right. on the Independent Music Network chart. So is it a regular occurrence now First of all, do you watch your own numbers? I know, obviously, of course, that you have a manager, et cetera, et cetera. But do you personally watch to see where you are? Does that matter to you? Um, yeah, 
I do watch. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do watch um, where it's at. Um, does it matter to me? Um, you know, that's that's a weird que- that's a, a weird question. I uh, it, ma- it matters to me. Well, it, you know, it, it it's kind of like the award show. It doesn't break my heart if I don't make it. Right. Um, it doesn't break my heart if I don't make that, you know, one of the lists or something. It, it, but it's, yeah, it, it, it matters because I want to make, you know, I'm doing everything that I can to promote my music and to, uh, you know, uh, and to make a living at this. Um, you know, I'm just being 100% candid. I don't know how to answer that um you know we're trying to make a sure. living doing this and and trying to 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 right. make it um and and in order to make it in this industry in order to really get there um it it's it's gotta do well on the charts and people have to enjoy the music um if they don't enjoy it i'm doing something wrong um so okay. it, yeah it matters it, so it, yes it matters to me am i broken up by it and and uh, sitting in the corner crying myself to sleep at night? No, not at all. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it matters. Um, and I and I do watch it. Um, I do watch those things. You know, uh, V Radio. Uh, uh, I I check that all the time. And, and you know, I'm, I'm there again. I'm friends with all those guys that are all there. People that are making the list. Uh, it's it's awesome. And um, uh, the IMW, uh, the, the other charts, I, I watch those every week. Um, um, I have to tell you, I go on every week and I vote for myself. Um, you know, uh, I, I do. I, you know, <laughs> He's I, being really candid uh, I, I, I don't know how else to answer that. You know, I, yeah, I'm being as candid as I can. I vote for myself. I get one vote like everybody else. I get one vote. I'm not going to vote for somebody else. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's not well, no, that that the choice of... Yeah, it doesn't mean that it I don't does. enjoy those other artists, but uh, I, you know, yeah, I watch, I watch those things, and I, and of course, I, and again, I, I ask, and and that's one of the things you'll notice. I ask for people's votes. I ask them, uh, but I don't want people yeah. voting for me for, for just because they know my name or just because I'm friends with them on Facebook. I want them voting because they do right. enjoy the music. I, I, I got a Facebook message. I got a Facebook message yesterday after the, uh, uh, after the. Uh, uh, after the numbers came out on that, and I, I hit number 13 on, on the charts there just the other day, um, and I got a Facebook message from a friend of mine that I've known her for, gosh, I've known her for probably uh, 18, 19 years, um, good friends of ours in Alaska, and I've known, you know, I've known her for a long, long time. And um, she messaged me on Facebook, and she says, hey, she says, I've always been a fan of, of your singing. You know, I've heard you singing in the past. She says, but I have to be honest. She says, I have to be honest. I, uh, I haven't listened to your music at all in the past, like, three years. Um, I haven't, haven't, you know, haven't even listened to you in three years. She said, but uh, she said, I just listened to your music. She said, I just went to your page and I just listened to your music. She says, oh, my gosh, that was awesome. Um, and, you know, um, it, it, you know she, it, it was fun to be able to hear that from her and an affirmation that we're doing some things right. Um, right. But, but it meant a lot to me that, that, okay, she voted for me because she actually liked what I was doing, not just because she knew right. who I was. And, and she said, exactly. you know, it's the first, first, 
she did say it's the first time that she had been online to vote. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I watch those things, and they do matter. Well, and that, and that lent itself to the bigger question, which was this, obviously. That particular number and the way that those numbers work as far as the, the music industry, does that determine your popularity within the media and venues? Or would you find yourself saying, you know what, I'd rather care less about the numbers or about fan appeal and popularity? Um, I don't know how I don't know how to differentiate the two. Um, I think okay. the fan sure. numbers. I, I I think the fan numbers come. I think people vote because they do like music. Um, and so that that's a reflection of whether to me it's a question of is being accepted and is being enjoyed. Um, Okay. I don't. I hope that people are not just voting because they know my name. I'm hoping they're voting because hey, they know my name and they like what I'm doing. Um, are the numbers sure. really that important in the overall thing, in, in the overall scheme of things? This industry, this industry uh, and it, and it, again, I have to remind people and I have to remind myself: this is a business. Um, it is it is absolutely a business. Um, now there are a lot of people who make there are a lot of people who make music because they love music and they don't care about anything. They just make music. Um, but a musician is trying to make a living. A musician is trying to achieve what I'm trying to do. Um, the fans are very, very, very important. Um, the numbers are extremely important because if, if I don't have the numbers, if I don't have the fans and people are not liking what I'm doing, uh, my music right. is never going to be recognized. It's, you know, it's never going to be recognized. That's just, that's just unfortunately, the reality. Um, gotcha. You have to have, you have to have the fans behind you. You have to have, and, and that's represented by the numbers. So yeah, the numbers the numbers do matter, and that's why I watch the charts because I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can as an artist and working my tail off and doing the best job that I possibly can for my fans. Because if I keep my fans happy, if I keep the people happy, um, it's it's going to help my career. Um, and so it's, it's a it's a two way it's a two way thing. I, I want to keep them as happy as I can, but in doing so, I recognize that that will help my career, not hurt it. Of course, makes sense. Now I want to kind of um, mention this to fans, of course. Now, at an acceptance by one's own country speaks of his success, or in this case, your success, because I know that you've been asked to sing the national anthem and the Alaska state flag and I doubt not. So tell us a little bit about that, um, and are we able to catch that, even though it's in Alaska, of course? Are we able to watch this performance? When is this going to happen? How did this happen? Well, the, the uh, performance, the Iditarod comes around every year, uh, very beginning of March, um, and this okay. year's Iditarod was one of the most spectacular Iditarods in, in history. It was a phenomenal race this year. Um, but uh, I sang the National Anthem and the Alaska State Flag song for the 2013 uh, start of the idea to rod, and uh, it's just a phenomenal event. You know, there's 24, 30,000 people out on the street. Um, it's all over the world. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was definitely televised and put on um, TV at that time. I don't know that it can still be seen or not, other than I 
I okay. think I might even have I think I might have it up on my YouTube channel. Um, okay. uh, this year I was uh, this year I got a uh, email from the race coordinator. Um, the coordinator of the idea to run says, "Hey Doug, I we love what you did last year. Uh, would can you, would you be willing to come back and sing the national anthem, the last of the flag song again?" Uh, and I right. emailed him back. I said, "Carl, I said, Carl, I'd love to." I said, "But uh, there is something that you need to know. I'm 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 in Nashville now, not in not in Alaska." <laughs> I said, "But uh, if you all would, uh, I said, if you all would pay my way back there to sing, I'd be honored to do that." Um, and he came back uh, with a very generous offer. He says, you know, I'd love to do that. He says, and I would do it in a heartbeat. He says, but, uh, uh, and Alaska was, where we've been getting a lot of cold snow weather, Alaska was not getting that at the beginning of March. And they were, they had a lot of bare ground, which was one of the things that made the race so difficult to share. Um, they, and they were looking at moving the, the start from uh, Willow, Alaska, up to Fairbanks, and which would have cost millions of dollars. And so they had a free all any spinning at that point. I'd love to do that because we don't do it. Uh, but uh, so he's got my name number, he's got all my information and we're we're friends on Facebook and, and whatnot. So maybe next year I'll be able to do that. Uh again. And now of course another thing that fans may not know is you're in the independent newsletter, which I know had featured you. And of course, again, um, if people want to get a copy of that or check that out, can they do that online, or do they have to get that directly? I think they can get. To my knowledge, they can get that uh, online. They sure can. They can go to icmanet.com. icmanet.com. And I believe they can get that newsletter there. I do not believe that they have to be a member of the ICMA uh, in order to get that newsletter. Okay. And I gotcha. will have to double okay. check. I will have to double check with Al um, <laughs> okay. uh, to to make sure I'm correct in that. But to my knowledge, they do not have to be a member to to look at the newsletter. Okay. Now, before we get to the final thing, which is talking, of course, about Super Country Cowboy, I wanted to ask this. Because I did not know this last time around, but apparently there is an actual country buckle that's been designed for you. You can actually get a belt buckle that's been designed for Doug Briney. So how the heck did that happen? Because I don't think that was going on before, or was it? And I just didn't know. Uh, you know, Exotic Stainless Steel Buckles uh, is one of my sponsors. Uh, they they are okay. endorsers. Uh, I should not, not necessarily sponsor, right. but an endorser of my music. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. they they they're no longer in Alaska. They they were in Alaska for years, uh, and they they haven't been there for a number of years now. But uh, with that connection, Alaska connection, uh, the gentleman's name is Bill. Bill and I talked on the phone, and and um, he said, "Yeah, I'd love to do this for you." And so we kind of designed a belt buckle. Um, and it says the Alaska Cowboy, and it's got a, a picture of moose on there. And it's the only place that you can get it is through my website. That's it. Um, exactly. You can order it if, if yep. you're in it. Yeah, if you are in a, uh, if you're at one of my concerts, whatever, I can I can get that to you there as well. Or I, I don't have them on hand. It takes they're they're custom built, um, and they're they're really a nice okay. belt buckle. Um, they're very very durable. They're made of stainless steel. They come with a lifetime warranty on them, um, and they're they're a great belt buckle. Um, 
And so, yeah, it is something that we, we carry through the website, and, I, and, and if folks want those at the concerts, I can get that order for them and get that turned into Bill. And he'll make it and inscribe gotcha. it. He inscribes the back with your name and, and date that the belt buckle is built for you, and he mails it right to your door. Wonderful. Absolutely. So now I save the best for last, which is, of course, Super Country Cowboy, which is your newest collection of country that Doug is offering. Um, splendid with the same bold blessings, I would say, that Doug is best at providing. So now, relative to the CD, did you yourself notice changes as far as the methodology for producing this, as far as are the sounds similar, has the message changed? What have you shaken up or shaken about, I should say, since the last CD? How does this one differentiate? Um, first of all, the, the, uh, the songs on the first CD, most of those songs were written by Pat Kelly, um, and then I did four cover songs on there. Um, uh, six of the songs on the first CD were written by Pat Kelly and co-written by Pat Kelly. Um, uh, right. There were several co-writers in, in with that as well, uh, Donna Ofer, Ed Levitt, um, uh, Bucky Jones. And and, uh, but, uh, and then I self-produced that first CD, I, I mean, meaning everything from the artwork to the layout, everything on there, and uh, it was a totally different process. I had everything on that album done, including going into the studio, uh, getting the masters done, getting everything done, sending it into uh, CD Baby to, for production. Um, everything was done in a matter of probably three, four, four weeks maybe. And um, uh, four weeks I had the project done. Uh, Super Country Cowboy, okay. we, we spent close to a year um, – Looking at music it was from September to January, I guess it wasn't quite a year, but from September to January, we, we spent looking at music and, and looking, I guess is not the right word, listening to music <laughs> uh, for the new project <laughs> and, and doing that. We, we didn't look at it very much. We listened to it. Um, well, we listened to that music and, and uh, made the selection. We actually selected 10 songs for the CD. And... Uh, uh, we got those all selected in January. I signed the uh, record deal with Tate Music Group. Um, I sent them all the chord charts and the uh, timing and the kind of the rough demos of how I wanted the songs to, to be done, um, instrumentation and that type of thing. Uh, the executive producer, Don Johnson, um, did a fantastic job uh, producing the tracks and getting that done for me. Um, those were sent to me about two weeks before I flew down to Oklahoma um, and recorded there in their studios there in the Mustang. Flew back to Alaska. Uh, about three, four weeks later, the background vocals were finished, and I got a, 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 a rough demo of how the album was going to sound. It wasn't final mastered. We sent it back and had a couple things tweaked. Um, just wanted... Uh, uh, Michael wanted more drums, a little, little more snare, and uh, snap to the snare, and, and a little bit more, uh, just a little bit, just just a little tweaking of the sounds. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was sent back, and we got that taken care of. The music was mastered. Uh, then I went to the art department, and they did all the artwork and, and the uh, photography. It had been done when I was in Oklahoma. They put all that together, and then in November we released it. Uh, Sound-wise, so, so it was a very different project from January to November is what it took to get that to get that done. Uh, but it was a phenomenal experience working with a whole team helping you as opposed to you doing it all yourself. It was just it was a great experience. Uh, they were a great company to work with. I'd love to work with them some more, and and I think we have a great relationship with them. Um, of course, songs on there. The sound is uh, we were looking more for. 
we wanted to stay very true to the traditional sounds of, of who I am. I'm a, more of a traditional sounding artist, but we also wanted yes. songs with a little bit more of an edge uh, for radio, more radio friendly. Uh, there again, what more people are listening to. Um, right. And, uh, and I think we did a great job with that. Um, we, when we got everything back from, uh, after being down the recording, getting the masters done and everything done, one of the songs that we had on there, it just didn't fit the album. It just didn't, it, it was a good song. The take was good. Everything was right, but it didn't fit the album and it wasn't a good mesh. And we ended up pulling that one from the album. Um, we may do that one at a later time because uh, it is a great song, um, but uh, it just didn't fit with the album. We wanted to keep that, you know, uh, we wanted to keep, it, it, we just had a, a certain feel to the album, and I think it, it comes across very well. Yes. In fact, I was just going to say, you're going to get your three and a half minutes to rest here because we're going to play the song, and then everybody can hear it and see how wonderful it is. So, Let's do that, and you can take a break, and I'll take a break for a second, and then we'll commence back again for a little bit here. So this is Super Country Cowboy. My daddy liked George Jones, Haggard and Buckoons. Mama liked the Eagles and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Kid, I became a hybrid, super country, evangelic, rockabilly, psychedelic, cowboy. There's a new branch on the family tree, and it all starts right here with me. Of him on Sullivan, now he's loved by everyone. There's an FM evolution, country music revolution, LPCD ripped from your MP3 board. Breaking bust to move on you right now. 
I gotta say this much. I totally could see that on Nashville. I, that's totally kind of like the music they have on Nashville, if you've noticed that. Because when I watch each week, the, the music is very good that they compose. But that's awesome. I mean, I, the sound, I like the sound. I think it's different than the sounds from the other CD, and that's just my personal opinion. But I do, and I think this yeah. is bold and it's fresh, and I think it's new, and, it's, and the sound is very different. And I like it, definitely. Now, um, I want to mention something because I almost forgot about this. Your upcoming events, um, I know that you're going back to Uncommon Grounds, which is the coffee shop, and that's on April 15th. I also know in June that you're going to be at the Hard Rock Cafe because you're doing the Tammy Wynette tribute. Are you playing anybody right. any place else prior to April 15th, that is? Uh, prior to April 15th? Um, whoa, off the top of my head, uh, let's see. Um. I'll be playing next, um, yes, next Monday, um, I'll be up in Kentucky. Um, I've got that on my webpage. I'll be in Kentucky next Monday night actually doing a radio show there in studio, in studio radio show, and, and uh, yep. be doing some songs there in the studio. Um, okay. I'm doing some, some of that. That'll be live there. Um, Wednesday the following Wednesday, then I'll be over at um, the Dog House here in Nashville. Uh, Big Vinny and the Trailer Choir, trailer choir and, uh, plays every Wednesday evening over there, and I've been invited to come over there and, and uh, uh, sing one or two songs with them uh, late that evening. So I'll be going there as well. It's not really a full gig for me. It's just you know sharing a couple songs, but uh, been invited to come over and play with them. In them there as well. Um, other than that, my brain is is, is um, I, I have to uh, I have to uh, I, uh, yeah I don't I, without my calendar right in front of me I'm 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 kind of at a loss. I think the uh, next I do think the next uh, big event will be uh, uh, well April five April five at Uncommon Grounds as well. Uh, there is an open mic mm-hmm. night, and uh, my, my friend Randy Gabbard is going to be hosting that open mic night. But I will be singing okay. probably the, the during the uh, during the uh, sign up period the, before while everybody is arriving. I'll be doing a half hour okay. show there uh, that night gotcha. um, while everybody else is arriving and, and signing up for that. I'll be kind of doing it and then turning that over to Randy to host that evening. Um, Okay. I'm trying to think, I, I I've got several dates up on the calendar, and I don't have that in front of me right now. So uh, I apologize. Okay. I was, there, there again. No, that's twice she okay. caught me, Cindy. That's twice she got me, Cindy. I, without a without a good answer. Well, I do do this for a living, you know. So of course I have to be on my A game all the time. So at least I try to be, in fact. And before I forget, 
Doug has a Facebook page, Doug Briney Jr. You can find him on there. That's him himself. Just as on Twitter, which is at Doug Briney. His music can be found on both YouTube and iTunes and www.dougbriney.com. Did I forget anything? This one you should be able to answer. <laughs> Any other place to find I, you I, social media? You know, every I'm on Twitter. I'm on Reverb Nation on on Facebook. Right. Uh, we even we even have a MySpace page out there. I don't know that, that I I don't think I've done anything oh. with that for quite a while, but it is there. Um, but uh, you know, the big ones are Twitter, Reverb Nation, and Facebook, and uh, and and all of those links are directly from the web page, and uh, I keep I do keep yeah. that up to date. Yes, of course. Now, the last thing before I forget, which should be the most obvious, which I guess I should put a plug in for, is Mr. Doug Briney is actually also in my book, which just came out a few months ago. So he's actually in a book. So this makes him a superstar, of course, because anybody in my book is, of course, a celebrity. So in Celebrity Chats, and in fact, uh, Mr. Michael Silver and I are trying to plan something to where you and I can be in the same place at the same time, and I can do a live interview of you, and then I can actually do my book signing with you. And I thought that would be an absolutely wonderful event for the both of us, if we can coordinate our schedules properly. I would love to do that. I mean, if you're getting all the way up into Canada, I mean, if you're getting all the way up into Canada, we can meet someplace here in the middle, Indiana, Iowa, uh, (laughs) Iowa. Uh, I don't know, but I, but that doesn't sound like I think we should meet in some place like Hawaii or or someplace like that. I think that would oh, be a better place. Oh, that does sound to, wonderful. Does do book signing? Well, I think doesn't that sound I like a better book signing? Well, it kind of you does. See, since you're relevant to country, I think since you're relevant to country, and because my dear friends, some of my dearest friends live in Tennessee, so my guess is you will walk oh. out and I will come directly to Nashville. Um, but finding a venue, you know, we have to find a venue, of course, and, and um, I, of course, want you to play, and, of course, my other friends to play. It would be like one big, nice open jam. We could have a nice big interview, do a nice big open jam, book signing. It'll be, a, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. I would love to do that. I've been trying to get to doing it, and it's been challenging. I have my, um, my son, you know, so my son has been my priority. It's been very hard to try to travel. So we're hoping, we're hoping that this is going to be able to happen. Um, but I probably won't get to you until probably May. <laughs> That's my guess. Okay. Um, I have to do California. Well, so we're looking at May. Well, yeah. You know, May is not that far off. It really isn't. It's going. No, I can't not. believe we're already. It really isn't. We're already over two thirds way through with March. It's like wow. I know, right? I mean, it's amazing, uh, isn't yeah. it? Yes, I know. It, I find it amazing myself too. And it's just like you know, the days and the times go back. But I thought to myself, yes. So everybody should know that, of course, that you're you're this big celebrity in the book, and I can't wait to meet you in person, and I can't wait to see you in person and get a chance to actually thank you for participating in this because I can't tell you folks enough how much I, I admire and respect this person, first and foremost because he's a wonderful father and a wonderful husband, second of all because he has been a wonderful sermonizer, and third of all he brings his message and his sound to everybody, and he's so humble and so loving and so wonderful. And I'm always so excited when you come, Doug. So the next time I want to interview you, it will be live. It'll be a oh, I, I promise. That will be awesome, uh, and, and I look forward yes. to it. Oh, definitely so. And don't be a stranger, of course. Like I said, uh, Michael and I, you will all stay in communication. We'll get something worked out. And thank you for taking all this time to come on the show today. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I don't want to forget, of course, to mention Mr. Michael Stover. You know, one of these days we have to get Michael to come to do something because I've never met him. I mean, we've been working together now for two years, and he's in the book, too. So I think maybe we should all get together at the same time. I, w- I would hope you would push him uh, on this. Please, please, please do so. 
You know, I, I've uh, I've been blessed now. I've been able to meet him in person uh, twice now, uh, and uh, you know we've worked together for a couple of years myself. You know we've worked together, and and uh, I got to meet him at the CMAs this year, uh, and then uh, then at the uh, Nashville Universe Award Show, he was able to be there as well. Of course, he won Manager of the Year. And yes. He does a yes. he does a phenomenal job. So he he really does, yes. and and. I, I'm so grateful to have a have a good have him in my corner. That's for sure. <laughs> you are. You're very fortunate, of course. Just as we are fortunate, because without you guys and the talent that you possess, I wouldn't have a show, and I'd have no one to talk to, and he'd have no one to promote. So thank you so much from both of us to you, of course. Thank you so much to Michael, and thank you for taking the time. And I will be in touch. Like I said, I'll check my schedule, see if we can coordinate something, and I would be more than happy to see you in person. I can't wait. It'll be wonderful. And in the meantime, make sure everybody goes out, and I'll make sure everybody hears all your information and links after you get off the line, and please stay in touch, my dear. I will do that. Thank you so much, Cindy, and you have a good day. Oh, you too, dear. Take care. Okay, folks. Mr. Doug Briney Jr., one more reminder to you. He has a personal Facebook page, Douglas Briney Jr. Twitter, which is at Doug Briney, all put together. He is on YouTube, iTunes, Reverb Nation, and www.dougbriney.com. So once again, my thanks, uh, big thanks to Doug as always, big thanks to Michael as always. Tomorrow on the show, we are re-premiering, finally, my Sunspot Lake Biker Show. And who better to start it off but my sister, Janelle. She's going to be coming on tomorrow, and we're going to be discussing a plethora of things. She has a fundraiser that's coming up, and so we're going to be discussing the fundraiser. We're going to be discussing her. We're going to be discussing everything new and interesting about the biker community in Florida. So please join us tomorrow on Sun Spotlight. I'll be posting all that information on my personal page. And then, of course, on Friday, we'll be featuring on Sims Canadian Connections, none other than the musician Claude Kent. And again, I'll be posting his information. So all of you, thanks so much for listening in. Have a wonderful evening, and we'll chat tomorrow.